Welcome, everybody, to another podcast today. I'm excited to have it. It's a pleasure to have Jane Hagen from Michigan. Jane, welcome. Good to have you. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate it. She's a 401k advisor working in a bank. Tell me a little bit about your business and your role. Sure. Um, TriStar is a trust and investment bank. We're located in Michigan. This November, we're going to celebrate our 20th anniversary. So we're excited for 2020 to celebrate 20. Kind of fun. We strictly work with individuals, corporations, and foundations and specializing in trust and investment work. We do not have the deposit side of the bank, so we don't offer any loans or deposit accounts. We started the bank 20 years ago with five individuals, and now we have over 43 staff members. And we currently manage about $1.6 billion in assets, and about a third of those are in retirement plans. And that's the area that I'm responsible for. And I've been here since the beginning of the bank. So in August of this year, it'll be 20 years that I left my prior institution. And I've been doing retirement plans for about 25 years now. You know, I really think the retirement plan business was a perfect calling for me because I'm just so driven to assist one person, one participant at a time to help motivate them and change them, their behavior, I should say, not change them, change their behavior so that they increase what they're saving for retirement. My motto every day is one step at a time, one year at a time, and 1% each time. Oh, I like that. So of those 43 employees, how many work in the 401k side? Well, I've just currently just added to staff. Before, it was really just four of us. I've just added an additional person because we're trying to make our footprint into the MEP environment. So I now have five. When you think about engaging plan sponsors and participants towards retirement readiness, How do you do that? Well, we really work closely with our plan sponsors. We want to make sure we schedule in-person employee education meetings. We feel there are many, many online tools that participants can go out and determine if they're on track to retire, maybe if they have the right asset allocation and so on. But what we find most is that employees really relate to people in person for an expert for advice, counseling, or education of any kind. So with our plan sponsors, we want to have at least one annual education meeting, if not two. And each year, we bring different topics to the agenda. We want to focus on overall financial well-being and helping them find their purpose in retirement. And I'll expand on that a little bit because, you know, we have so many baby boomers that have really positioned themselves at their job, their position. That's what they identify themselves with. So when they don't have that job anymore, and where they used to go every day, the office they would go to, the people they would associate with, what are they going to do? What's retirement going to look like? Because that is a big part. They will go from, you know, working seven to eight hours a day to having seven to eight hours additional a day to doing what? So what is that next chapter of their life going to look like? We expand on that a lot lately because sometimes I feel like I'm a counselor with retirees because they don't know what to do next. So we bring a lot of thought-provoking questions to the table to help them really envision what retirement's going to look like in the future for them. So you talk about a lot of tools online, and participants have access to a lot of them. They go to the portal. What advantages are there to using the participant gap report you have for your business over using the portal? Well, the gap report really has had an incredible impact on our business. There is no doubt the numbers year after year continue to increase. So we truly believe in it. You know, being in mid-Michigan, we work with a lot of manufacturing companies. 
So many of our participants never go online or never are going to plan for retirement themselves. Most of our participants use our model investment portfolios, so they know that we're taking care of that for them. And we have, we feel there's a large portion of the United States that doesn't plan for retirement on their own. So that's why we feel so strongly about preparing those individual gap analysis and using, using the software and giving those to each participant via paper. I know it's a lot of paper that we produce, um, but for most participants, that's the only piece of paper that they'll see that's really customized, that they don't have to do on their own. And it really has seen huge increases for us. When we prepare those gap analysis and present those to employees at a staff meeting, we usually see about a 60 to 70% of the participants that attend the meeting increase their contribution. And then we kind of take it one step further because we're real paternal with them. We want to make sure that they get to retirement. So we created a simple form that all the participants got to do is check the box of what percent they want to increase. Sign and date it. Very simple. Name, check a box, sign and date it. But we've taken it one step further. We highlighted the line that says an annual increase of 2%. It's kind of amazing with the power of suggestion of just that highlighting that line 2%. So many of them will look at us and say, okay, I'll just do the two. Let's just go with that. And so it's just that power of suggestion. Because I think if we didn't highlight that too, they would probably pick the first box and just do 1%. So our goal each year is to get as many of them to go up at least a percent, especially if the plan sponsor doesn't have auto increase. And even if they do have auto increase, we have some great success stories of still maybe not 60% of them going up a percent or two, but a, a good you know 25 to 30% going up when we do the gap analysis. And, you know, we feel strongly about the paper, and I know the world is going away from paper, but what it really does is it encourages them, and we encourage them to take it home and share it with their spouse. Because planning for retirement is really should be a household thing, not an individual thing. And I always say the same thing year after year and saying, we want you to look at this in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. Please do not wait until your 60s and call us and say, hey, I have $10,000. I want to retire next year because it's too late for us to change the scenario at that point. So we feel like doing the extra by supplying them with paper, the individualization, our plan sponsors very, very much value that. What kind of response do you get from participants when you provide them the report and the education that that one-page gap report gives them? I think it really starts to make them react and plan because it's individualized. It's not you know, because at our employee meetings, too, we bring up a lot of other topics and we have packets that we go through that may be talking about Roth versus regular or 529 plans or how long we're going to live and, and planning for that. But when it gets to the part of they see their name on the paper, their salary, where they're at, what more they need to say, it really gets them to start to react. And, you know, we've taken it one step further than that, too, because we've created a one-page document that the participant can give us additional information. The additional information is really, is their spouse working? Are they saving? Are they putting money into a 401k? Maybe, you know, they have a pension. Maybe they work somewhere and they could have a, be a lucky person and have a pension someday. So we want that information. And so it's Again, it's very simple for them to complete the one page with additional information. They fax it into us or email it to us. What we do then is we 
redo the gap analysis form with the additional information, and then send it to them home completed. Again, sending it to them at home maybe gets the spouse involved, and we want them involved, and they take a look at it, and that creates the behavior to change too, to think, okay, I need to start increasing what I'm doing now versus later in life. So really, we get great, great response from employees because, again, it has their name on it. And everybody, you know, most people like to talk about themselves. So it goes the same way when it talks about the gap analysis. It's their information. Are you finding outside assets getting rolled in the plan because of the engagement solutions you're bringing to the table? Oh, I would say yes. To make it simple again for participants, because there's a lot of participants at employee meetings will come up and say, hey, I have this money from my old company. I've never rolled it over. It's still sitting there. And so they still forget after the meeting to do something about it. So we created another one page that says, hey, this is what you need to do if it's at the other company or if it's in an IRA, wherever it may be. But here, here's an email address. Here's a phone number. Give us a call. We'll help you do it. And again, by creating that extra document, they take it with them. That's the reminder to pull out their old 401k information and give us a call. So I would say yes. Again, you still got the procrastination of people out there that sometimes they just forget to do it or procrastinate to do it. But I'd say absolutely. Absolutely. We talked to them about trying to bring things together and making a plan. Yes, personal assets for the trust side of the bank also. Absolutely. One of the biggest hurdles I hear from advisors about our solution is that getting the data is difficult. What is your process and what's your interaction with the plan sponsor for getting the data into the system? Well, first of all, our EB staff loves the new batch processing. And maybe it's been out there for a while, but we've just started to use it within the last six months. And it's really, really streamlined um, the work that we've been doing. So our team works with our record keepers on our retirement plans to gather part of the information, such as the balances they have in the plan or current addresses. And then they reach out to our plan sponsors and look for the to gather the current deferral percentages that each participant is doing because we want it to be the most accurate when we produce these. And our plan sponsors are really cooperative about it. They are aware of what we're doing. They've seen them in the past. They've seen how effective they've been. So they're more than willing to give us the data. And so as we get the data from the plan sponsor and the record keeper, we import that into the system to generate the reports. It really creates a very smooth process. We have our copy machines stapling them um, with their addresses on them. And, you know, very confidential information. So we always state that right off the bat when we're doing the meetings in person that if you don't want to know, you know how old your neighbor is, don't share your information to make a joke so that they know it's all confidential. And we always say at the end of the meeting, now go put this into your stuff to take home. So it's very easy, the importing. And again, we have um, one person that's primarily responsible for doing all the gaps. They got it down pat. Again, it's gotten easier over time and really smooth process. We don't have any problem whatsoever. Do you ever have a plan sponsor say that they're not going to provide that data? I would say maybe once a year, we'll get the person in payroll that says, oh, I don't have time to do that. And um, so we kind of just go over to our main contact and say, hey, this is what just we're looking for. If you can just download the percentages and sure enough, we get it. But it's pretty rare if we ever get a plan sponsor that is not cooperative. What does a successful participant meeting look like? 
Well, first of all, I think and I feel a successful employee meeting starts with a plan sponsor. We really encourage our plan sponsors to make the meetings mandatory. Well, that certainly doesn't happen if we don't encourage it. But we may not get mandatory attendance, but we'll get the majority of the staff to attend. And it's, again, it's about getting the staff in the room. I mean, once we get them in the room, we can get them engaged because, again, we bring different topics every time. And we want meetings from year to year to be different. We bring different topics. We do different ways of presenting from we may use video. We may use a quiz that we do all together. We may use a paper outline. It's all different formats because we feel everybody learns in different ways. And the biggest part is it really starts with the plan sponsor. And we want to make sure they're engaged at the meeting. So if they're tentative and they're asking questions, we know that they're learning something new every single year. Another thing that we do every year, and I've done it for 25 years now, is we bring candy to meetings. Each year, we have a different candy bar. We wrap it with a different theme. Many plans, we've serviced for many years now, and a lot of the employees are so excited they come to the meeting because they know they're going to get candy for one, and they want to know what candy bar it is. And now it's gotten to the point of I have employees at companies suggesting what our theme should be the next year. So it's kind of fun, but it's amazing what food will bring to meetings, too, to get attendance. But at the end of the day, it really starts with the plan sponsor. Are they supporting the plan? Are they encouraging their employees to learn more? And do they support the efforts in helping them get to retirement? And I would say 99.9% of all our plan sponsors are very supportive in getting the employees to meetings and allowing them to have the time to come to meetings and having a place that we can hold the meetings. So I just really like to see a successful employee meeting with having those employees engaged. And again, using the gap analysis, when you have something that's got their name on it, they're engaged because it's talking about them, talking about their future and what it might look like. Are you using that participant gap report every year then? We have been doing it every other year, but we, as our my staff has expanded, and so we are actually looking at possibly doing it every other every other year in person, and then every other year directly just sending them to their homes. But we're going to talk with each of the plan sponsors first to get their thoughts. If they would allow us to do them every year and feel it's okay, we'll we'll probably do it every year instead of sending them to their home on the off years. What's been your responses from your plan sponsors? Well, I think they absolutely love the gap at reports because, again, number one, that they're individualized and that we do them via paper. And again, I, I hate to sound old school via paper and when the world's going paperless, but Again, working with a lot of manufacturers that when I always start the employee meeting and we'll say, okay, um, how many have you gone on the website and checked your account lately? And sometimes we'll get half the room. Sometimes we'll get one person. We encourage them to go online. We encourage them to look at their account. We encourage them to, to learn and to read all the things out there via the websites and so forth. But again, many of them just will not do that. I mean, it's the old saying of people would rather plan a vacation than ever planned a retirement or retire someday. And I truly believe that. So that's why our plan sponsors really, really value them. And I think they're very paternal and they want to make sure they're doing the best for their employees and preparing them for the future. And they're always welcoming and welcoming more education for the staff when it comes to those types of things. We're actually looking at, and we've done it for a couple of companies, is 
and this is a whole separate issue, but doing some additional classes on education and just preparing people on various aspects of preparing for retirement. We really feel strongly about education here at TriStar because I think one person at a time, one day at a time, and one increase a year will get them to where they need to be. Your comment about paper, I actually have a study on my desk in a pile of studies that I have, but there is some, some research showing that millennials prefer paper over the web. So your anecdotal information has been confirmed in an outside study. If I find that, I'll send that to you. That's great. I'm really glad to hear that. It's kind of interesting. I think millennials sometimes get a bad rep, and I have two of them. And mine are working really hard and, and very motivated. And But millennials get a, a bad rap. And I think a lot of millennials, if if someone pays attention to them, takes them under their arm and really works with them to get them where they need to be and on track, I think they can be extremely successful. Do you have a fun story of one of your participants engaging with the solution? I do. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. It's a, he's an engineer and he's in his middle to late forties. And so is his wife and they both have great jobs. And we did, and he works at an engineering firm and we did the gap analysis. And it was probably within the month later, he sent us the form back with additional information. And again, they had some outside assets. So they wanted to sit down and go through the gap. So I met with him and his wife and Based on where they were at, where they were going, they were not on track. I knew they were not on track. But I said, on the trust side of the bank, we have full financial planning, which really is very, very in-depth. And I always say, this is a mini financial plan. This is our first step. But if you're on track here, you're going to be okay. But if you're not, we need to probably take some additional steps. So this couple, they certainly were not on track. And so they actually became clients on the personal trust side. We rolled over some previous retirement money of his, his wife's, and we just have done the financial plan in the last year. And our financial planning department really kind of like had to point it out, like, you're not going to make it unless you change your spending behaviors. They had credit card debt. They had everything. It's kind of amazing. It was the start of it, doing that gap, showing them, okay, you're not on track at all. But you have some time. You have 15 years here. You can change the scenario. And so in the last year, they have paid down debt. They're saving more in the 401ks. They have really set themselves into strict parameters of their income and knowing that, okay, we need to be more prudent about this because they have great incomes. They were just not using it appropriately and not you know, not really planning and that seeing that gap analysis for the first time was like, wow, this means we need to change. So that was very successful. But I've had many, many, many. It's a first step in them realizing, am I doing okay or am I not doing okay? Because, you know, you have the book out there that says, oh, you need a million dollars to retire. Well, not everybody needs a million dollars. Some people will need a lot more than a million dollars. So I really say, I always say about the gap report, it's your first step. It gets you going in the right direction. Now, if you give us additional information, we'll make it even more personal for you. And so it's it's kind of interesting year after year after we've been doing this. And gosh, Ed, you'll know better than I do how many years have we had the software, but it's been a long time. We continue to see more and more people asking to have the analysis done over with additional information of their spouses or additional information that they may have as a pension they may be receiving. So it's just, it's very, very, very rewarding for myself and my team to see what the results have been and how it encourages participants to change their, their behavior. 
one of the new staff members I have in the last couple of months, he's just, he's been to several employee meetings now and he's like, I cannot believe this. This is kind of incredible. So he's just all excited about what it's doing and how it's changing behaviors. Having fun at meetings rather than trying to figure out how to engage people is quite a different approach to how you go to meetings. Oh my gosh, absolutely. You know, and it, as I said earlier, I've been doing this for 25 years, how employee meetings have changed. It's kind of interesting. I think when I first started, I was talking about the mutual funds and that's all I talked about the entire time. And now we really don't even touch that because we have our model portfolios that the participants can use and they love that because they don't have to figure it out. You know, we're taking on that fiduciary responsibility. So boy, they have they've changed and changed so much for the better. <laughs> When you're prospecting for a new plan sponsor, are you using this gap report as a differentiator for your business? Oh, absolutely. So when we are going through our presentation with a plan sponsor and showing them what we would do, we have a whole area that's just on employee communications, and we show them how our communications change from year to year. It kind of, We do a theme from year to year and how the candy bar relates back to it, and then we show them the gap report. And I would say I've definitely won new business because of the gap report because there are just a, not a lot of advisors that will take the additional time to do it out there. And it's definitely a differentiator. Well, Jane, it's been a pleasure to have you today. And in the interesting world we live in, I wish you the absolute best. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.